Hello there. You're listening to Coaches on a Mission, the show for values-driven coaches who want to build a business that you're truly proud of. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I want to thank you for tuning in. If you don't already subscribe or follow this podcast, can you please take a minute to show your support by subscribing or following now? And if you're really feeling inspired, give us a five-star rating and a quick review. Those ratings and reviews are so incredibly helpful. They help me get this show inside of more earbuds. So I just want to thank you in advance for your support. All right. My guest today is Laura Kendrick. Laura helps pre- and postnatal people stay present in every moment without sacrificing their health and wellness. So if you want to prepare for the perfect birth and avoid losing yourself in parenting, Laura can help you build your body and life so you enjoy the hell out of every moment. Okay, so Laura feels kind of like the best-kept secret in her niche, and she's pretty tired of it. She also knows without a doubt that her target audience spends a lot of time scrolling through social media, which means that as much as she can't stand social, Laura wants to find a way to market her business on social media without selling her soul. So here's how Laura described her relationship with platforms like Instagram. She said to me, Dallas, I'm tripping all over myself here, following the rules, but hating the rules and hating the noise out there. I want to protect myself and my audience from the ugliness that often comes with social media. All right. So Laura and I had a pretty big task to tackle. How can we create a social media marketing plan for someone who hates social media? Hmm. Well, we got creative. And we leaned into Laura's why to simplify a getting started social plan that both Laura and I feel pretty darn good about. So here's the process that we followed. Number one, ask yourself, why must I market on social? Number two, if you have a legitimate and reasonable answer to that question, identify an area in your business where things feel super aligned. We're going to use that area as a template. Step three, looking at that area, ask yourself, how do I know when I'm aligned? Or maybe, what does alignment look like for me? Number four, once you've defined alignment, you can determine the simplest plan designed to ensure consistency. Number five, lastly, think about how you'll measure success. The metrics you choose will help you continue to show up and help you course correct if you need to. So I know that Laura is not the only values-driven coach who'd rather not rely on social media to find clients. So if you relate, even just a little bit, you're going to love this conversation. Let's dive in. Hey, Laura. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. We are on a mission today to help you become a social media maven, right? That's that's what we're going to do in the next 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Order. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, we're going to have a conversation around social media marketing and our goal is to find a road, build a roadmap for you to move forward marketing in a way that we know is going to be effective and that feels less itchy for you. I love it. Great. So before we do that, you just hit your anniversary inside of the hive. So how's it going? I've really enjoyed it. And though in a year, I definitely have like ebbs and flows as to how much right. of my attention I've given it. But when I'm in it and with it, it it feels really good. And it feels, oh, I mean, other than the itchiness of the marketing, 
feels like a the right step and that it's it's mm. made more cohesion. Yeah. In my vision than yeah. I had before. You know, you just mentioned something that I think is worth amplifying and I think it's going to be related to our conversation today. We all should have ebbs and flows. That's kind of the point. Mm. Right before we begin recording, actually, you asked me what I'm doing after this, and my answer is I'm taking a, a nap on my crystal mat. Right, <laughs> and I think there's this—I don't know—maybe it's just the culture that we live in, or maybe it's the patriarchy. Who knows? But there's this unspoken myth that success is always the trajectory is always just upward, and it's kind of like a straight line, and that is such crap. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's important for me to hear personally, because we all think that, right, that it's always just going to be this uphill, perfect straight line that, oh, and there's just so much zigs and zags and there's so many steps back and the steps back are so important because they're, they're the lessons that are, we have to learn in order to actually make that the real bounds forward. So, yeah, 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 I agree. All right. So... If I could wave a magic wand <laughs> and help you solve a problem today, what do you want to walk walk away with? Um, you would be like a big Benadryl for social media for me. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think the first place for us to begin is let's have an honest conversation about why. Why are we even going to bother talking about social media? Because there could be a world where you decide you're not going to do any social media marketing. I, I have this sense that you under, that you have a belief that this is this thing I really don't want to do, but I need to find a way to want to do it because it's valuable. So first of all, is that sense accurate? Yes. Okay. It, yes. So let that part of you speak to us a little bit. Give us some context about the friction you feel and why you you want to solve the social media problem. So my folks are people who are early in their parenting phase, pregnant, early postpartum, just early in their parenting phase. That's where we find most of them. And Within that regard, so many of them are just scrolling on social media blindly. So it's uh, many of them are on Instagram, and I do see traction every time I show up. and And I sometimes say we because I do have a business partner in this, so there is genuinely a we. Every time we open our mouths, we do see people respond in this very positive way, and we do grab followers here and there. For us, it's really, and both of us feel the same way. It is very much about showing up consistently and interacting in a an authentic way because it feels so inauthentic and really at our core and the core of our beliefs and our messaging and the way we've set up our business, it is all about authenticity and really kind of blowing away that shiny perfection, just self-destructiveness that is a part of parenting for so many. Yeah. So it's resigning all of that and but the problem is, is that our people are there. They are scrolling. They are oh, there in the middle of the night up with babies or pregnant and just trying to figure out what to do next and where to go. They are getting their information from there. So it feels like, I hate this word, but it feels like I should be there. Right. right. Well, if we just if we were just being pragmatic or practical about it. So I think I've probably shared this analogy on the show before or at least on a hive call because I've this is 
not the first time I've ever said it, but I like to think of it this way. Let's pretend that you and I were going to open an earring shop, all right? Designing, that would be very fun, actually. Uh, (laughs) Designing and selling earrings. Are we going to sell more earrings by renting a kiosk at the mall or selling them like out of our kitchen? I live on a very quiet street. So where am I going to sell more earrings? I'm going to sell more earrings where the people show up to buy things. So that's what I hear you saying. It's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it actually make a sound? So if you have a a mission that you're on and a, a sound you want to make, I'm hearing you say the place to find your people, the, where they're already showing up is on social. Yeah. So that's the why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. I agree. You know, we have a couple of Hive members who have very conscientiously decided that they're not going to use social media marketing. And my conversations with them have been frank, which is, okay, great. But now we have to really get clear on what you're going to do instead and understand that it it's probably going to be a slower build and harder work, but at least for them, it feels aligned. So is there a world where you feel like social media could feel aligned for you and your partner? I want to say yes. Yeah. But it it is definitely a hard world and not social media is a hard world for us to be us with that message cuz a lot of social media is about the perfection and what is about blowing the dust off at least in our niche everybody's kind of blowing the same dust off. So, and, and we have a a different way of looking at it, but it's still, it, we feel like a little bit of outcasts. And I think the other problem Mm. is that neither of us are scrolling social media all the time. It's just not how we are like hobbying ourselves. Both of us are very busy and it's just, we've both gotten to this, um, very yogic, mentality of like, this doesn't make me feel better about myself. <laughs> so mm. then how do you resign that when it's like, oh, and when I scroll, I get those messages of perfection and capitalism and, you know, anti-feminism and all the things. And that doesn't always feel good to me either. So, you know, yeah. how do you deal, how do you deal with that and being in that place that is making people feel bad? And I have, I did get feedback um, on a hive call once from a fellow Hive member that I loved that there are parents out there that are looking, they need to hear the message that you're providing. And I do love that notion, but then also it's like, but how much of the ickiness do I want to take on to provide that message? Tell me more about how you feel you have to take on ickiness in order to get your message out on social. I know. I feel like I just stepped in it right there. Um (laughs) (laughs) Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, that somehow you have to play the game, the game that I don't want to play that uh, for instance, okay, here's a perfect example. Okay. There just yesterday, I happened to be scrolling on social media for the first time in a long time personally. And uh, a very big yoga account that I follow, the person is pregnant Mm -hmm. and posted this beautiful picture of themselves and was talking about how they were following their intuition and they were very excited about it. And I really wanted to, I never comment on huge, huge accounts because I just, I just don't. It's just, I'm an introvert. It's who I am. Yeah. And 
I really, for the first time ever, even though I've been following this person for like over a decade, wanted to say like, amen, like do you, the comments were turned off on that particular post because they didn't want the negative like reverb that they were certain to get on this massive account. And it was just one of those moments of like, oh, this person is sharing their joy, but it's such an unprotected space that on this particular post, it has to be turned off because they know that people are going to try and take that joy from them or, you know, just, (laughs) that's the it. All right. So let me reflect back my understanding because I made a wrong assumption. When you said playing the game, I thought you meant you're going to have to spend a lot of time on social yourself, watching other accounts and seeing what's happening. But what I'm hearing you say here is people are going to, if you're doing it, air quotes, right, people are going to engage. Oh, and, <laughs> and having to manage that engagement kind of it sets you up as a target. Is that accurate? Um, not, not entirely. I don't mind being a target. I may be an introvert, but I am a fiery one. So, you know, I'll start a fight all day long if it's the fight worth fighting and I can take the flack for sure. I think it's more the fact that there is that negative energy out there and there are people just waiting to express their kind of anonymous opinion, which enables them to express it in, in a much more negative and harsh way. And Mm -hmm. it's not that I can't take it. It's that I don't know that I want to bring that on to like I don't want to have my community seeing those fights and feeling that shame that comes up no matter what their their thoughts are like I I'm much more of the mindset of inclusion and that there's a you know a thousand different paths and we can I mean honestly there's infinite different paths and we can all have variations on those paths and there's no reason that we have to shame others for taking a different path and no one has to feel that. But then I think there's another piece that what I really meant by playing the game is the, the, the like known tactics on social that you have to show up this many times or at this time and in this way and uh, to get traction and using, I don't know, these things and commenting on this in this way. And it's just that stuff is like, Oh God, it hurts my brain. I don't, I don't want to. Got it. Okay. So, so far what we've talked about is, why, right? So we're having this whole conversation about how can we get you to do something you don't want to. So <laughs> why are we having that conversation? Like, why is this something that you want to overcome? We feel pretty clear about that. From a business perspective, it makes a ton of sense. Then we're now having this conversation about alignment. So where in your life, where in your business, Laura, do you experience alignment? Alignment with... Hmm. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So for me, actually, one place I experience a ton of alignment is on Instagram, and we can talk about that if you want. But I feel most enlivened, most I experience the impact I have on others. Things are just naturally flowing most in my business during Hive Calls. I, I don't think I'm ever more aligned than when I'm in those coaching conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. So w- when do you have those moments where you know you're your best self and you're really aligned in your business? I, I think it's similar. Um, it's the the lives, the the moments that we're live with our students and with our members. That is where it feels really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I do 
like to do is I like to write and I, I do, I'm good with my blog. And that's one thing that, um, like it's a, it's a good piece of content that is easy for me. And I know like so many people are like, damn her. Cause it's so easy, but it is. <laughs> you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just flows and that's fun. And maybe that's the, the introvert in me that like, I can just sit and just, you know, click away with on my computer and my, sometimes I write them on my phone and it's like in the notepad and it's amazing, but it's, yeah, it's, it's showing up live with our people and yeah. it's being able to express kind of the philosophy, the thoughts, the rebelliousness, because this introvert is a very rebellious one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like you love um, sharing your contrarian perspective. Yeah, disrupting. Yeah. I love the disrupting. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what are the characteristics of those moments, right, where you're expressing your philosophy, you're expressing this rebellion when you're writing, when you're live with students? If we could look at the characteristics of those experiences that let you know you're aligned, what are the characteristics? Uh, the My favorite moments are the ones where you see the light bulbs go off in mm-hmm. somebody, where there's a, a, that light is shown in a corner where they're like, oh. I never thought of that, or that's a perspective that's really interesting, or that's something I could pivot into that never occurred to me. And those, those things, those moments are really, really magical. Yeah. I call them spark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love those moments. Okay. So what if, so we're not yet talking about the game. Okay. Like cracking the algorithm. We're not doing that yet. All right. Uh, what if your mission on social was to create those transformative moments for people? That would be amazing. I just can't figure out how the hell to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a couple of ideas. Okay. And then let's let's see where this takes us. You mentioned that you love writing. So I can tell, and I I, mean, I like writing. I can't say that I love it right? But there are certain things that I write that I just know are good. I'm sure you mm-hmm. have that moment, right? You're like three quarters of the way through and you're like, this is so good. People need need this in their lives. Mm-hmm. So you can take the blogs that you've already written and turn them into scripts for reels and TikToks. Stay with me, okay? I use an app called Reveal. There's also one called Big View, B-I-G-V-U, where the teleprompter is excellent. You cannot tell that someone's reading the teleprompter. And so I'll just write. I'm taking people behind the scenes here, but those emails you're getting from me on Thursdays, everybody, those have also been repurposed as reels on Instagram, right? So I just take this thing that I've written turn it into a script and record myself saying it to camera. You could even record yourself saying it through audio and have just uh, some B-roll footage of one of your yoga classes playing, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be you to camera. And then, so what if you love your writing, you are on a mission to express your philosophy and your rebellion, every post has one job, which is to create a spark moment for one user who's nursing in the middle of the night, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's all we're getting. We're getting so micro about it. 
right? And then every caption could be, so we've got the post and then we've got your caption. Every caption can start with something like, this account is here to create moments of transformation for you, right? Tell me. So you said you, one thing I noticed was how you really appreciate the feedback from students when you're live with them. One yes. way you know you're aligned is you're, you can tell, people are telling you, they're showing you that they're transformed. So you invite those comments and set a very strict rule. Like this account is not a place where we shame others for, the, for their own parenting choices. Right. If that's what you want to do, like, no, now I will delete your comment. Like, you can take such a strong stance on that, that the negative comments won't last long. You'll see a spike in them in the beginning. Right. So you've got to delegate out deleting them. But people will understand the culture of the community that you're creating when you take that firm a stance. I like it. I, I think that's one. Of, it's funny. You landed on something that I hadn't thought about in social media, that one of the things that doesn't feel great to me with social media is is the like hearts on Instagram or the thumbs up on you know on Facebook that it's so you'll get a ton of likes but it's like what does the heart mean like what did it actually provide you I mean thanks the algorithms algorithms boosting it and aren't we all looking for followers and likes and yay but also okay that's empty <laughs> yeah yes how did this land yes. Yeah. So I'm envisioning you take what you've written. Those can become either carousel posts or reels or TikToks, right? With that beautiful content. And then the caption is almost that space is used for reminding folks of the community agreement, which is to like do more than like share what sparked you and go the hell away if you're here to shame others. I like it. I feel a little resistance and I don't know why. I think I'm just so resistant to social in general, but I, it, I, I, I like the idea of it. I feel like it's the putting it into action is where I'm going to, that's where I always stumble. So yeah. just okay. full disclosure, been down like roads about social before because I, I see it as a big barrier for myself. We hired early in the pandemic somebody to come and um, like help us just kind of make it look cohesive, you know, just gave it a little like shine up, taught us how to make carousels look prettier, just the basic ins and yeah. outs of it. She was great, wonderful, but then gave the tactics of like, this is how you show up. Now, you know, for someone who is always on Instagram and loves it, that's one thing. But for me, it was like great for a month. And I kid you not, I ended up setting social down for like, nine months after that, like, yeah. did not show up at all. and was yeah. like, I can't do this. <laughs> so, and, and I think when you fold that into, um, I love writing the blog and, and we email it out to our people and they will email us back, but then it's also just kind of out in the ethos. And oftentimes you don't get feedback from stuff like that. And I do wonder sometimes if it gets a little too preachy or a little too like into the ethereal, if you will, rather than to the place where the nursing mom at 2 a.m. is going to be able to take that in. And yeah. so there, there's, I mean, yeah, you're just getting the litany of my resistance right now, Dallas. You're welcome. I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. So this might surprise you, but it's been a little while now. It's probably been about three years ago. 
100% of my social was outsourced because I could not stand it at all. And that didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it would, and then what that did was kind of reinforce all my limiting beliefs about social media marketing. Yep. But you can't outsource your stance. Right. And you, you, Laura, are someone with a very clear and firm stance. <sighs> yes. So what I realized was two things. Number one, I had to find a way to let social media marketing become a form of creative expression for me. Because at that stage in my life, I felt like I didn't have anywhere to put my creativity. Right? I had places to put a lot of my other strengths, but that one, there was nowhere to put it. And then I realized where it could live. So everything I put out is, it's I kind of relate to it probably in a lot of ways that artists relate to making art. Okay? The second thing that really helped me was to understand that nothing matters except my ability to articulate my stance. That's all I do on social is express my creativity and articulate my stance. And if nobody likes it, like nobody likes it, but what I'm modeling for the younger version of me that was terrified to articulate her stance and definitely what I'm modeling, except for my daughter doesn't even know what social media is. So she's going to like turn 25 and see all this crap I've been putting on the internet her whole life and need therapy. (laughs) But we'll, We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I really feel like in doing this, I am more embodied and that's the gift I'm giving her. So I share all of this to say that maybe another little tool here is to go deeper in the why around social, right? And let let that be your soapbox, right? Your platform to share your stance. And you've won when you share your stance. How often? Who cares? How many likes? Doesn't matter. What matters is that you are modeling what this looks like for your community and for yourself. It's interesting you said that. Uh, What just ran into my brain when you were talking about that is that maybe that's why I like the blog so much because I can just sit in my stance and the metrics are not in my face at every turn versus on social. It's like, you know, I get an alert every time somebody follows and the whole thing of the tactics and engaging and all the little things of like, how do you engage with your people and how many people and, you know, and then it's just what's landing and what's not landing. And I'm a very confident human being. So I'm okay with, if people don't like it, they don't like it. And that's okay. Like I'm not everyone's cup of tea and, and I'm okay with that. However, it's interesting to have that like where you you have those two things like sitting right next to each other and you can't not look at one of them. And it's like, oh, how do I stand firm in my creativity and doing it my way and going to the beat of my own drum? And I should say we because there's two of us. Yeah. But how do I do that when also being confronted all the time as in the moment of whether or not this is success or failure, which is not something I usually do. Like in my outside world, I'm not somebody who like overly cares. Like I'm not yeah. competitive. I don't need that motivation to get out the door every day, but it's like, but I'm staring right at it. (laughs) Yes. 
Okay. I have a couple of practical solutions to that. Okay. First thing I want to say is let's layer this out. I think our first project here is to help you be more consistent than you are right now without any concern for metrics and while protecting yourself and your community from the shame game that you mentioned earlier. Okay. Then once you're able, and we can talk about what consistent will look like for you, but once you're able to be 80% consistent, right, then you may find that the door opens up where you, the, mm, a different type of desire to look at the metrics appears, not because it's in your face and it's, and it's good or bad, but because you start to realize, oh, I am sharing my stance and that matters so much. Let me take a look at which way work lands with the most people. So you start to look at metrics. I, I'll speak for myself, with a lot more curiosity. And I think my Instagram account is a perfect example. We're at like 5,000 followers, which is not big, right? We like, we'll have some posts that get 23 likes and they're all Hive members, right? Like there are so many point data points to reveal that I'm using air quotes here. It's not working. Mm -hmm. And yet the people who apply for the Hive and join find me on Instagram. Then they binge this show. Then they feel ready to apply for the hive. So I don't play a quantity game at all. The game I play is all about quality. And I'm not talking about vetting people. I'm talking about putting out quality content that I know resonates with the right people. Period. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah. How do you know it's resonating with the right people? That's such a good question. Okay. So... We look a little bit at, here's the number one metric. I look at my profile conversion rate. So how many people visit my profile and then end up following my account? And I like to keep my profile conversion rate over 15%. So the way we calculate that number, you can... And we're going to delegate all of this for you, by the way. I don't want you going into your insights ever. But for our listeners, <laughs> you would go into your insights and you can take a look at 
profile visits, you'll divide the number of new followers by the number of profile visits to get your profile conversion rate. So to me, that's the most important metric. And social media experts are probably going to disagree with me, but I know if people are finding my page and then choosing to follow, uh, my stance is clear, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not at all concerned with like story retention or like so many of those other metrics. It's profile conversion rate. And then the other one I pay attention to is saves. How many people save my posts? Which is so funny that because I feel like nobody talks about those metrics when they're talking about social metrics. Yeah. Those are the two that I care about the most. Because those are when I talk to people who enroll in the hive, they're people who save my posts. Well, we had someone enroll yesterday who pulled up like her Dallas folder on Instagram of posts that she's been saving. So mm-hmm. that's that's the game that I play is like can my, how clear can I make my stance? Right? How meaningful can I make my content? How much fun can I have doing it? And if I'm able to get a passing grade in those three areas, I'm succeeding. And I find that it does attract the right people. I also delegate a lot of this. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Okay. So you talked about the game and you talked about notifications being in your face and how that can bring up an experience that is not a part of your everyday life and it just doesn't make you feel good. I think a great goal for your company would be to delegate posting. So you create the content and then you have a social media assistant whose job it is to schedule posts, which again is not ideal, but it doesn't matter, right? That With the game we're playing, it really doesn't matter. They can schedule posts just on the meta platform. You don't have to use an outside, a third-party scheduler. And their job is 20 minutes a day of engagement. Looking at your posts, deleting shame and blame comments, right? Looking at your follower, new followers and welcoming them in. And then you actually don't ever have to log in and turn your notifications off, by the way. I have them off for years. Like I never had notifications on. And then it was <laughs> just recently when it was like, okay, we have to do something here. That's when I turned them back on. So I was like, okay, we really have to be, or not even back on. I turned them on for the first time on Instagram. I had never had them on. Yeah. And it uh, it was in an effort to actually show up and see And I will admit, in some ways, it's like, you know, you'll put out a reel. And in my world, I'll put out a reel and then, you know, three weeks later, put out another one. Um, But it it does give some positive feedback to see so-and-so started following you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, right, we should show up. (laughs) Yes. But you you could have someone give you that summary every week. Right. They could report on your profile conversion rate, the number of new followers, and the most like the, the posts that got the most engagement that week. You don't have to distract yourself with that. Your job is to share your stance. So for our listeners, they might be thinking, wait, that isn't Dallas in the DMs, what's happening? So just for the record, we have a wonderful social media assistant. Her name is Jessica. 
she knows when to flag me on in the DMs. So a lot of those like welcome posts or the answering of quick questions, she's managing that. Anything that goes into any type of coaching or selling, that's that gets handed off to me. So I think we just really need to set you up to in this first phase, the goal is consistency and a little more joy. That would be great. Right? So if it's consistency and a little more joy, we got to turn off your notifications and let someone else be responsible for getting the posts out there and handling engagement. So inside of course number four in the Hive, Content Confidence, there's a module called the 20-Minute Engagement Strategy. And it's not, here's the best time and look at your met. It's none of that crap. It's like, here's a very simple process to make sure that you're engaging with the folks who, with your people. So that's, that training is there. You can hand it off to whoever, whomever on your team wants to take this role on, but it can't be you. It's just not healthy for you right now. I know. And I think it will be, it's the thing that will stop you from being consistent. The day could come when you're very interested in it, but it's not going to help you get started. So here's uh, another question, though. If we're not in a place where we're ready to hire somebody to do that, what are your recommendations? Because I don't know that I am ready to hand off to to like grow a team. And it's funny because we talk about trying to keep our business as lean as possible, mm-hmm. which I know there are, are some boundaries that, you know, I can't write code. So there are places <laughs> where there are things that I have to delegate um, if I it, get to that point. But I don't know right now that we're in a spot to grow the team. So I guess what's what are your thoughts if mm-hmm. that is like after a conversation, we decide that that's not feasible right now, what are yeah. your thoughts? Okay. A couple of things. Number one, this is an asset you're bringing on. If, if you decided to delegate this out, we have to relate to it as an asset. Okay, so a lot of times we think that it's an hiring someone. Can I afford it? Right. Well, with the business as it is right now, maybe not. But you're bringing someone on to grow the company. So, do you feel that the company can grow to pay for them times three? Right. So, what if you? So, whether you pay them or it's a barter situation, what you're looking at really is less than an hour a day five days a week. So you're looking at, what is that? 20 hours a month. Let's call it $35 an hour. What would that be? Now we're doing math in public on a podcast live. So this is super dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) So you're looking at at an investment of about $700 a month. So does that number make it feel any more or less possible? Uh, less actually, yeah. Yeah, I actually was gonna say it's probably like two two hundred fifty bucks a month. Of course, you can afford it, but <laughs> it's I, and I do recognize that that there has been. How do I? It, it's funny because we did this beta launch right in the mm-hmm. beginning, and of course, as everyone feels like when they're first doing things like that, they think, "Oh, I'm a total failure" because only a handful of people signed up. But in reality, we had something like. 18 people in in the beginning with zero list. You know, it came from just people we knew, which was insane. But then we did what so many new online business people do, where you just spend all this time like, well, maybe I can create this and I can create this product Mm -hmm. and create that product and spinning your wheels and trying to emulate other people who you think are successful in the same realm. 
you know, we, we did all that and came to the realization that we need to do us. So started to do that. But in kind of this pivot, we also, and in all the banging our heads up against the wall with marketing, we have dropped the ball with marketing. So yeah. it has been, we are finally at this like beautiful product that is, and we are still uh, like three years later, really largely being our clients are still our beta clients. So like we've yeah. kept onto them with a handful of other people who have like come in and out and we're just in a place where it's like, okay, we're not successful, but we're mm-hmm. not successful because the world doesn't know about us. Yeah. And we know that, but also that puts us in a situation where, well, we're just not successful yet. So creating a budget like that, that's not going to come out of the business that comes out of, you know, my family's budget, which is a place where it's like, um, no, (laughs) no. Great. So what's, what's the alternative? So your question then is what's the alternative if the business can't afford right now to delegate this out, but needs to be, (laughs) but it needs to be done. Right. Okay. So we have to build like a fortress around this. So what it might look like is I'm getting a fresh sheet of paper. So is there a specific day of the week that you write your blog or does that just come as you're inspired? What's that process? I was trying to be consistent about it. And then of course, like everything else have dropped it in the last few weeks. I was very much trying to do it in the same day or at least publish it in the same day. I'm trying to do it honestly over the weekend because weirdly enough, you know, when I write the blogs the best is when my kids are at the science museum playing on the jungle gym and I like have my phone in front of me and I'm just writing in the, in yeah. the notes and I'm like, yeah, you guys go down the slide. Here we go. I love it. You're just in this kind of free state instead of behind your desk at your computer trying to get it right. With okay. blank screen. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but you are blogging weekly. Is that accurate? 80% of the time you're blogging weekly? Let's go with from here on out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great. You're throwing me a bone. (laughs) Okay. So every weekly blog, I bet, could be turned into one carousel post and one reel, right? Even if it's the same content, the algorithm, like someone will get a prize if they ever notice, (laughs) right? That's just not how it works. It's not practical. So you could write a blog and then right away, That content can be turned into a carousel as well as a reel. I'm just going to make up days of the week. The days of the week don't really matter. But just for simplicity's sake, let's say that the carousel gets scheduled on the meta business platform. So you're pre-scheduling it. And that gets scheduled to go out on Tuesday. And your reel is scheduled to go out on Thursday. Now, for all my social media marketers listening, I know that, yes, we're going to get more engagement and there's a whole strategy to post in real time. You're like, yes, okay, I get it. Our goal right now is consistency and telling you, Laura, to post in real time is not setting you up to be consistent, okay? So we're going to do the, we're going to get a C plus, okay? Okay, so you've got your weekly blog that's then getting turned into one carousel and one reel being posted on Tuesday and Thursday. Between you and your partner, I think you should divide and conquer, okay? Which would be one person's job is to weekly pull these metrics. No one's got their notifications on. You have like a 20-minute appointment on your calendar where you're going in and you're pulling your profile conversion rate. You're looking at the number of saves and perhaps the number of new followers 
But really just those first two, I think, are most important. There are so many other metrics we could look at, but they're not necessarily designed for consistency and joy. And that's our goal right now. The other person on the team can be responsible. And maybe you tag team this. You can kind of figure out what the rhythm is. But it's a five-minute appointment after you eat lunch. Do you eat lunch every day? Yes. I mean, theoretically. (laughs) Okay. I know, right? (laughs) So if there's something you do consistently, right? Like I always have a cup of Earl Grey tea in the like late morning. I love it, right? And that 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 always happens. So that would like Earl Grey tea is my trigger. Set a timer, five minutes or less. You're logging into Instagram to apply the engagement rule from content confidence, right? And that engagement rule is just like welcoming new followers, going in and replying. The, the, the goal here is that no comment on your posts goes unacknowledged. So right. you that might be deleting the shaming comments, right? And then responding to any other comments. And then you're out of there. I love it. So that's how it can feel pretty automatic. And I think protect your heart, right? Or protect the part of you that just believes that effective social media marketing has, you have to then play a game in order to be effective. Let's challenge that belief. I like it because I think that's, maybe it's the rebellious part of me. Maybe it's the introvert. Maybe it's a mixture of the two, but playing the game, well, it just sucks. (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah. And again, it'd be so interesting to check in with you six months from now because your relationship to this game will shift when you shift your relationship to to your why. And I don't mean the your big grand why. I mean why social media, right? Mm-hmm. But right now we have to set all of that aside because you're like, you're not, the results you're getting are no surprise because right. they match the effort, right? Right. Are reflective of what we're putting out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So if we could just increase the effort a little bit, you'd get matching results, which would be, would be a lot better than where you're at right now. And it's funny because I see this as 100% our only major roadblock. Yeah. Is, okay. is this. It's just not showing up consistently and not engage. And the world doesn't know about us. That's, yeah. that's the problem. And yeah. we just are doing a terrible job of like buffering ourselves against the part that we don't want to do. Yeah. Yes. And I know for myself, when I have an awareness as sharp as this one, I spend so much time thinking about the awareness instead of doing something about it. Where then I almost fool myself into thinking I did something about it because I've thought so much about it. I, you know what's funny is I feel like this is one of those places where I've actually dumped a fair bit of money and time trying to figure mm. out how to do it, but then the, it doesn't actually fight the the internal resistance. Or I'm, I'm not doing I'm not practicing what I preach, where like you have to actually do the hard work and figure out what your resistance is. And I think that is folded in with a little bit of the notion of 
kind of this idea of uh, doing like courses and things that Mm -hmm. in the, which is something we face, we talk about in our business is how do you give that feedback to make sure people aren't just kind of doing the work in the void and going, did I do it right? Totally. And right? and that's, I feel like in all the, so, uh, not all, but many of the social media kind of attempts I've made, like it's, you know, I take a course on YouTube to try and understand it, but then it's like, well, you told me how important thumbnails are, but then is my thumbnail right? You know, and it, like you just get into that space of, well, now the gears are turning in a totally different way that just adds to the overwhelm of like, I just don't yes. want to. And Laura, this conflicts dramatically with your experience of alignment. You said part of how you know you're aligned is you're in an actual feedback loop. And a lot of your experience thus far with social media has like implied that there should be a feedback loop, but you're not getting it. Yeah. 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 That feels okay. right on. Totally. Okay. So we talked about the goal being consistency and joy. We're building off of the thing that gives you a lot of joy right now, which is writing. Mm-hmm. Does it feel possible to post on Tuesdays and Thursdays or two days a week? Yes. Great. Let's stick with two days a week until it feels obvious and easy instead of like, oh, this was so easy. Let's do five posts this week and none for the next month. <laughs> or w- nine months in your case, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some consistency for you. Right? Nine months is consistently not. Yes. It's good marketing strategy. <laughs> and then I think it would be great for you and your partner. So here's an action step to figure out who's in charge on what days, just going in, setting that five to 10 minute timer to just make sure no comments go unnoticed and we're cleaning up the shameful, the shaming comments and things like that. Maybe the two of you can split that task or the two of you can decide together what makes the most sense. And then I'd also recommend a, that weekly meeting to pull those metrics just from the last seven days, how many saves, and one profile quick, conversion rate. Yep. Sorry. One quick question I have. Um, you made the comment about being really clear on the stance of building the community. Mm-hmm. Would you put that in every like caption of every post? I would. And kind of the, the rules of engagement, essentially, right? So you, what's really important for you is that feedback loop. So every caption beginning with the thing you want them to do. And it has to be con- it has to be like going to the ice cream parlor. So if I go to Baskin Robbins, how many flavors is that? 32? Am I getting am I remembering I'm that properly? Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Okay. 32 flavors. I'm I can never decide, right? But if right. my choice, if I have a choice between chocolate and vanilla, that's a lot that, that choice, I'm gonna choose chocolate every time for the record, right? So <laughs> so it, you have to give them a like top of mind, easy action to take. For example, right? What's the first word that comes to mind after you watch this reel? Put it in the comments, right? Or we're all about transformation. Did this spark a new thought for you today? Yes or no in the comments. Like explicitly telling people the feedback you want them to give you. 
And then always in the caption, so we start that CTA is the first thing in the caption. And then your routine could be that you have your CTA and then the, the friendly reminder that we're not here to shame. Like if you want to shame people, you can go check out someone else's account and you don't have to put anything else in the caption. But I would make that a routine so that people really understand that you mean it. I like it. I should also add the caveat, not that we've seen shaming in our community. We haven't. It's just something that I know is when the account gets big, yeah, there's that possibility of it's not all, like right now, it's all our people because it's small. Yes. And it, as it gets bigger, it starts to be a little further out in that Venn diagram. So then yeah. there are people who just resonate a bit or think they're looking for something but haven't found it and aren't necessarily our people. So. Yeah. Well, maybe the way that is then uh, language is something like new here. Mm, I like that. New here, our community stands for A and B and like X and Y are not tolerated, right? So so that way your community, they're like, what's going on with Laura? (laughs) I didn't realize they were, they were like, we were there was so much shame happening. Why are they always reminding us of this? <laughs> but instead, you could just say "new here?" Question mark. Here's what we stand for. I like it. Cool, cool. Okay, so our goal was to just open you up a little bit, see if we could lean into some joy with a social media marketing plan. Do you feel a little more open to possibility at the end of this conversation? I was going to say, I don't necessarily feel joy yet, No, but I feel as though there's the possibility of joy here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Great. I I will take it. I will take it and (laughs) run with it. So my takeaway as we wrap up, and this is just for our listeners too, I think it's easy. I see this for myself. I can lose the thread, right? I start a marketing endeavor for a very clear purpose, and then... I get, I, so I sign up for a course and I take the course and somehow what I'm learning pulls me away from my original intention, which makes it so hard to be consistent. Yes. So I think what we attempted at least to do today was to grab the thread for you and bring you back to the thing that lights you up, which is sharing your stance and impacting your community and then inviting you to use social as a way to continue to do that work. I love it. Great. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So what? how are we going to uh, support you? I was going to say, how are we going to hold you accountable just to like, <laughs> end on a shame note for you? <laughs> but what support can I give you? Even if it's something, you know, I could schedule an email to go out a month from now to check in and see how it's going, but I don't want to put pressure. So what kind of support do you need as you venture out? No, I think a check-in of some kind would be really good, honestly, because it's um, the consistency is the part that is it has been so challenging. And I know mm-hmm. I'm not alone in that, but it would be nice to have that just, you know, gentle Dallas nudge or shame, whatever. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so let's bring you back on the podcast and I will review your metrics live on the show. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. All right. You know, that'll get me to be consistent. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. No, I will, I'm going to check in. So, so for our listeners, it, today is May 2nd. So I'll set a reminder for myself to just check in on June 2nd and see how you're feeling. 
right? How it's going. And if you need any extra support, we can get you on a hive call to tweak our plan. Perfect. I love it. All right. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. All right, folks, thanks so much for listening. I want you to think about your takeaway and really what's the point behind whatever marketing strategy you're implementing? Can you get back to the point, which I think is, for me, the big takeaway from this conversation. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.